Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You are a good, good Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we are loved by you. You are perfect in all of your ways. Can we just settle our hearts right there in unity together? God is perfect in all of his ways. The God of the universe loves us. He loves us so much. He said he, he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth on him, Jesus, should not perish but have everlasting life. Greater love had no man than this. And a man laid down his life for his friends. Hallelujah. God commended his love towards us. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Father. We have a good, good Father. We are truly, truly loved by him. Thank you, Father. We bless you this morning. Hallelujah. We say welcome to each of you, our sisters and our brothers who have joined the prayer call this morning. We started off thanking God because of his goodness. Hallelujah. His kindness, his mercies, his grace, his compassion that are new every morning. We have a new batch right here today. We say thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Well, let me introduce you to our team that's lined up this morning. My name is Sister Charlene Tuckerson. I am your facilitator today. The angels of our house at New Destiny Church are Bishop C. Carl Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith. We bless you in the name of the Lord, Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian. We bless your family. We want to say good morning and send out blessings to our prayer call controller this morning, who is Sister Sidonia Fazell. We, we bless you, Sister Sidonia, in the name of the Lord. And we thank you for your service unto the Lord by giving of yourself, getting on the call way before we do to prepare things so that we can come on and have no interruptions. Our devotion this morning will, brought, will be brought by Minister Linda Lightfoot. Good morning, Minister Linda. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Charlene. I am blessed on top and rising. How about you? Hallelujah. Yes, I am blessed. On top and rising. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Our prayer request or any, any praise reports will be offered by Sister Shirley Burke. Good morning, Sister Shirley. How are you doing today? Good morning, Sister Shirley. I am wonderful and all is well on this blessed day of the Lord. Yes. Amen. This is the blessed day of the Lord. Let's go before Father God's throne together again in unity. 
Father, we lay down everything before you. We repent before you for any shortcomings, anything that we've done in contrast to your will. Therefore, the accuser of the brethren, he cannot accuse us of anything. Our hearts are pure before you. Our hands are clean. And we're ready to receive from you. We're ready to pour out to you, God, with pureness of heart. Whatever you want, Father. We lift up, dear God, our prayers this morning to you. And we thank you, Father, that you hear, you receive, you answer. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your graciousness, your mercy, your kindness that is bestowed upon us. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. Our steps are ordered of you, Father. Therefore, we know that everything that we do is ordained by your Spirit. So we allow him to have free reign in our lives. Free reign this morning on this call. So have your way. Do what you want to do. Orchestrate things that how you want it to be. We yield. We yield. We yield to you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Minister Lightfoot, we're ready for you. Good morning, everyone. It's a great day in the kingdom this Thursday, December 8th. 2022. I give honor to God, my Father, who is the head of my life. I want to say good morning to our bishop, Bishop Christopher Carl Smith. Good morning to Pastor Adrian. Good morning to any visiting pastors on the line this morning. Good morning to all clergy, and good morning to the New Destiny worshiping family, friends, and guests. Our topic of discussion this morning is protect the unity, coming from Ephesians 4 and 3 in the NLT, which reads as follows. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. The King James Version says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Ephesians is written by the Apostle Paul and is thought to have been written as a circular letter during his first Roman imprisonment. Uh, A circular letter is a letter that is to be circulated throughout various locations within a community or an organization. It is sort of like a memorandum sent throughout a company from an executive, only this is a passionate letter of instruction from a pastor to be circulated among the various campuses of the churches under his leadership. And ultimately, it is a letter to the universal church. The letter addressed two main topics. Uh, Chapters 1 through 3 addresses the position of the Christian, and chapters 4 through 6 addresses the practice of the Christian. So this morning we're going to discuss a practice that we all as believers must engage in. By practice, we are referring to a frequently repeated or customary action. We're talking about a habitual performance, a suggestion of acts of a similar kind. And, and, and it's something that we must practice, and that's protecting the unity. The word of the Lord teaches us that we are one body with many members. 
giving us a picture of unity through relationship and union through functionality, relationship in our connectedness as a living, moving, breathing organism, and functionality in our interdependence upon agreement or being unified in purpose and task. What God wants to do through us is dependent upon our practicing and maintaining unity or oneness. And this unity is based upon the premise that we recognize the value of our place in the favor of God. And because we recognize that value, we express and demonstrate our love and honor by how we conduct ourselves as recipients of his grace and kingdom citizenry. The greatness of our calling should constrain us to lead a life worthy of our call to royalty, service, and who we represent. Because we have a high call, we are called to a higher standard of living in that we are to well represent his highness, our God and king. It is our answer to his having hand-selected us to be his sons and daughters, his heirs, and his kingdom citizens to engage in an active working relationship with him. This does not put us in a position of holding a mindset of eliteness or thinking ourselves to maintain a comparative mode of contrasting ourselves against others that we might feel high and mighty, so to speak. When we understand who has chosen us and his position, and when we bring ourselves to recognize the condition we were in as a result of our own doing, coupled with what we deserved, it becomes very clear that there is a great immeasurable gorge between sin and pure righteousness. Also recognizing that we were on the side of the gorge that demands penalty and having that penalty paid for by the very one we offended. And as if that weren't enough, he chose to have us to carry his spirit, his power and presence within our own bodies. That understanding should bring us to a lower esteeming of ourselves. It should knock us off our high horse. A sinless God, knowing the corruption in our flesh, chose to dwell within us, to work through us, to impact lives and the world in a godly way. In order for each of us to fulfill our assignment, we must preserve unity. We must guard it and let nothing corrupt disrupt or cancel it. The motivation for this is our love for him. And this is how we are to maintain spiritual unity with all lowliness and meekness, with patience, forbearing one another in love. But before we look at how to maintain the unity of the spirit, we need to make sure we know what it is. What is the kind of unity that will bring honor and credit to our high calling? That unity is defined by looking at the following scriptures. Ephesians 2, verses 13 through 16, which says, Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Ephesians 4 and 3 says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. And Ephesians 4.13 says, this will continue until we 
all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So there are three elements to this unity we must employ. Lowliness and meekness make up the first element. Patience and forbearance make up the second. Preserving common care for each other makes up the third. Christian lowliness is a disposition to think lowly of ourselves and highly of Christ. Christian meekness is the demeanor of a person with this disposition. Precisely because he has been granted to know God, the Christian is a person of lowliness. And since the Christian is oriented on God and not man, he is not puffed up by any little superiority he may have over other humans. If an ant measures himself by the Transamerica building, he will not boast over the flea. To further illustrate my point, I'll share a true incident that happened in the Minnesota judiciary system. Four years ago, one of the Hennepin District Court judges was censured for 10 engagements with a 26-year-old prostitute. Last week, another judge was removed from office for buying sex from 15 male prostitutes. One of our state Supreme Court justices had to stay out of the decision last week because he's under investigation by the Board of Standards for ethical violations. It was not a good week for the Minnesota judiciary. The events go a long way to encourage citizen suspicions of a lot of rottenness in our whole system. But what I want to illustrate from this is the meaning of the word worthy. Uh, we say the man proved to be unworthy of his judgeship or he was living unworthily of his high office. What I mean when I say this is that the office of Hennepin District Court Judge merits a higher level of integrity. The position is worthy of greater moral vigilance and higher character. The judgeship deserves a better man. Note that even though I said the man proved unworthy of his office, what I'm focusing on is the worth of the office, not the man. I'm saying that the value of the office should have kept the man from desecrating it. The Supreme Court decision last week said by disclosing his identity and his judicial position to the prostitutes, moreover, he made even greater the risk of discredit to himself and the judiciary. In other words, the honor and value of his position in the judiciary should have been worth so much to him that he would not dare bring it into disrepute. The greatness of his calling should have constrained him to lead a life worthy of his call. But it didn't, and now the public has much less regard, not only for him, but worse, for the Hennepin County District Court. And so it is with the church. For some Christians, the value of their office in Christ should keep them from desecrating it. And because they didn't hold their position of kingdom citizen in high regard and demonstrating it in their conduct, they have not only desecrated their own name and reputation, but have desecrated the reputation and name 
of the Lord Jesus Christ and his church, the kingdom embassy on earth, and all its ambassadors. And we wonder why no one takes Christianity seriously and why no one believes the Christian walk is not doable. That is the message we give to the world by our conduct. That message says, though God gave his only son, and though his only son laid down his life a ransom for our souls, by the way we act, God's commandment to love him by keeping his commandments is not worthy of being kept. The price God paid in order for us to house his spirit is worthless to the point that we won't even push ourselves to make an effort, and we see no shame in it. We have demonstrated and proclaimed through our actions that it is not doable. As souls are precious, we should constrain ourselves from conduct that would repel souls that would otherwise be drawn to the kingdom of God. After meekness and lowliness, the second stage of love results from the first. It is called patience along suffering. Lowliness is the prerequisite of patience. Haughty people are not patient. The more highly you think of yourself, the more quickly you will think you should be served. If you've seen the majesty of God's holiness, you know your own minuteness and sinfulness, and you don't presume to deserve special treatment. And if you have seen the magnificence of God's grace, you know that he will give you the strength to wait and will turn all your delays into strategic maneuvers of victory. The third element, the focus in Ephesians 4 and 2 says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. And Ephesians 4 and 3 says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. The focus is not so much on how to maintain our common convictions or our common confidence. The focus is on how a group of imperfect people can preserve a common care for each other. How can you keep on caring about a person who doesn't like you or a person who likes music you don't like or a person who opposes you and wants to frustrate your dreams? How do you maintain the unity of the spirit with them instead of becoming hostile and cold? Paul's answer is be lowly in spirit so that you can patiently endure their differences and their sins. A man of lowliness is keenly aware of the immensity of his debt toward God and how he has dishonored God through unbelief and disobedience. He is also keenly aware of God's amazing grace that saved a wretch like him. Therefore, the man of lowliness cannot easily or quickly retaliate when he is wronged. He knows that before God, he doesn't deserve anything better. And he knows that if he returns evil for evil, he would be saying to God, you were a fool for being patient with me in doing my sin and returning good for my evil. And that would bring far more disgrace and discredit upon our high calling than homosexual prostitution brought upon the Hennepin County District Court by its very own judges. Consider that thought. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you, Minister Lightfoot. 
What a powerful word this morning. Amen. Thank you, Father. Well, we, without further ado, we want to move to Sister Shirley Burke. Sister Shirley, come on and lead us in prayer. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. What a thought to think about. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Father, hear our prayers and give ear to our supplication. In your faithfulness, Father, answer us, and in your righteousness, cause us to hear your loving kindness this morning, for in you we trust. Cause us to know the way in which we should walk, for we lift our souls to you and will praise you with our whole heart. Remember your words to your servants upon which we have cause to hope, Lord God. You are awesome, Father. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to come before your face with thanksgiving and adoration of who you are, Elohim, the mighty creator of all things, acknowledging your sovereign reign as El-Rohi, the God that sees us and knows everything about our lives. Father, we are grateful we can come to you in times of need and find help for us, for your love is everlasting. Father God, thank you for the kingdom of heaven in us, whereby we stand in faith, believing the prayers we pray today will ascend into the throne of heaven, and the answer will return according to your perfect will for what you are bringing to pass in the lives of your people. Father, have mercy upon us according to your loving kindness and tender mercies, and blot out our transgressions, and wash us thoroughly from our iniquities, and cleanse us from our sins, so there are no stumbling blocks in our relationship with you that will hinder the answers you are ready to send in response to our prayers. Mm. This morning we have a praise report and two prayer requests from Dolores Jackson. Dolores would like to thank everyone for their prayers for her son. He is doing much better. He is alive and going to therapy, which is helping him adjust with his healing. Father, we thank you for this prayer request today, and we give you praise for every prayer request you have answered that may not have been declared over this prayer call. May those that have received their healing and the answer to their prayers will turn and surrender their lives into the God that heard and answered them when they cried out. Dolores is asking for prayer for Tanisha Jamerson, for strength and her business, and for Clarence Robinson IV, who has been missing since November 22nd in Harris, Houston, Texas, with mental illness. She is asking God to protect all his children all over the world in Jesus' name. Father, we pray your strength in Tanisha Jamerson this morning as she stands with a heart of faith to receive your will during this season in her life. Father, we pray Tanisha will seek first the kingdom of God so that what she is believing you for will manifest in her life and business. Father, cover Tanisha's mind and wrap her in your grace so she knows how to respond to opposition so it does not hinder the progress of her life and business. Give her wisdom in how to position herself in this season so she gets the best return for her time, effort, and money used to advance her business. Give her understanding, Father, in how to manage her business so she gains and not lose anything you have given her. Father, we pray for your wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that every good thing you bring into Nisha's life and business will result in praise and worship and surrender into your name. Father, thank you for every new and returning customer Tanisha will have the privilege to encounter and worship you with a heart of thanksgiving as she honors you with her tithes and offerings for your hand of mercy and favor on her life and business. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Father, we bring before your face Clarence Robinson IV who has been missing since November the 22nd. God, I cover his mind right now that he's not afraid wherever he is. 
and so he's dealing with mental health issues. Father God, you know exactly where Clarence Robinson is located and what he's going through. We're asking for your will to be done in Clarence's life as we petition Jehovah Rapha, the God that can heal his mind, soul, and body in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for the prayers that are going up every day for Clarence, and the answer only you can manifest in his life through the healing of his mind, protection from danger, seen and unseen, and by giving him how to communicate with those that will help him and not harm him. Father, if there's a search going on for Clarence, let them not give up until he's found and brought home safely in Jesus' name. Father, if Clarence is in someone's possession, let them not take advantage of him, but reach out to the authorities that can help them locate Clarence's family and give him the immediate help he needs. Father, we thank you for taking care of Clarence and all your children that may need help or is dealing with mental health issues and need love, understanding, compassion, and a hand of mercy as they go through the challenging times. Father, we pray for their souls, their mindset, and faith to bring them into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and his saving grace through the believer that will be light and salt in the earth and will never give up on a soul that needs a touch of the master's hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Mm. God, I give you praise. We have a request from Eloas Oliver for her 12-year-old grandson, Zayn. Zayn has what appears to be RSV, which has similar symptoms of COVID and is experiencing a very high temperature and cough. Father, we thank you for little Zayn's life and your mercy that is extended to him. Father, touch Zayn as only you can and break the fever that is making his body. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. And stop the cough as we declare Jeremiah 17 and 14 over his life. Father, we ask you to heal Zayn, and he will be healed and save him, and he will be saved, for you are the one we praise. Father, do not let Zayn be afraid of what he's going through, but believe the word of God that he may know and is being delivered to him by those that love him. Give the doctors how to treat his illness and not experiment with his life. Remove all doubts and fear from around Zayn, and let your peace cover his mind while he's awake and asleep. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for Zayn's family, the word of God. They believe and the unity they stand in without fear, doubt, or unbelief for Zayn. Father, we thank you for the testimony that will come from this situation Zayn is facing, and may he not be afraid or ashamed to give you the praise and glory for your healing touch in his life. In Jesus' name we pray. Father God, we thank you for hearing our voice and supplication for those we brought into your presence and for answering according to your timing and perfect will. And all involved will know you are God. Your love is everlasting, and you are in our midst and deserve all the praise, honor, and glory for answered prayers, the great and awesome things you have done, are doing, and will do for those that love and obey your will and your way. In the mighty name of Jesus, this morning we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. And we agree here on earth as touching. Hallelujah. We agree with the prayers prayed by Holy Spirit through Sister Shirley this morning. So we know that what we have petitioned, what she has spoken, hallelujah, by the Spirit of our God, shall be done a Father in heaven. Amen. We want to quickly swing back to Minister Lytha. Minister Lytha, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us this morning? You're you're on mute. I'm sorry. Because we are members of the most royal of royal families and because we were chosen and bought with a price, 
when death would have been our portion, we are called to a higher level of living. The higher our rank of service is, the higher the demand for integrity and lowliness. And we must consider that being one member in the body, we need to work in peace and unity with all other members of that body. Our appreciation and manner of honor to our king is obedience, lowliness, and unity. God bless. Amen, amen. Thank you, Minister Lightfoot. We appreciate and honor our leaders at New Destiny Church. You know, while we are being ministered to on the subject of unity, I think it's important that we stand together in unity for our leaders. Amen. Bishop Smith, Pastor Adrian, and their family. Let's just let's just go before Father God together. And I pray that you you all that you lift them up in your prayers daily. Lift them up. Lift up Bishop Smith. Lift up Pastor Adrian. Lift up their children and grandchildren. And lift up the the leaders, those that God has called and chosen to be over his people all across the world. Father, but today we want to lift up Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian before you. Father, we thank you for them. I pray that you keep them, Father. Keep their families direct their path. You said that the the footsteps of the righteous are ordered by you. So, Father, order Bishop Smith's footsteps. May he walk in that order that you've ordained for him. May Pastor Adrian walk in that order that you've ordained. Enlighten the eyes of their understanding, Father. Give them wisdom from you, Father. Continue to downpour your wisdom to them, your knowledge, your understanding to them, Father. Enlighten it, illuminate it, Father, that they may see clearly, with clarity, whatever it is, whatever, Father. Bless them, Father. Bless them, we pray, God. Bless their coming in, their going out. Bless them, Father. Lead and guide them. And we know, God, that they are willing and obedient to follow after you. Therefore, they eat the good of the land. We declare no weapon formed against them shall prosper. And every tongue that rises against them in judgment, thou shalt condemn. We condemn it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Hallelujah. And it's only by your righteousness that we can speak what we speak, that we can stand as we stand, as they stand, Father, and pour into your people. Father, refresh them. Rekindle them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We want to thank Minister Lightfoot. We want to thank Sister Shirley. 
We want to thank Sister Sedonia. And we thank each one of you for joining the prayer call this morning. Remember, corporate prayer will be held this Saturday at the Oakland campus. You don't want to miss out. This is the last month of the year, and we stand together in unity. Can you make a commitment to come out together in unity with us at 7 o'clock a.m. prayer? Yeah, it's easy to live stream, but can you just make a commitment just to come out to the church campus and dwell with us? We want to end this year strong together. Amen. Let's go before the throne of grace one more time before the call ends. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your people. I pray that you bless your intercessors, those that you've called and chosen to be on this call and your intercessors all across the world, Father. Bless them. Keep them. Hallelujah. May each one, Father, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. One God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. You, Father, I pray you, Father, your grace, that you make your grace abound towards your people, having all sufficiency. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, let it be so. We know that every good and perfect gift comes from you. It comes from you, Father. There is no shadow of turning in you. You change not. Your compassions, they fail not. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness to your people. May we, Father, be faithful to you. Hallelujah. Now unto you, Father, who is able to do far more abundantly than we can ask or think according to the power at work within us. To you be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. The Lord, watch between me and thee while we're absent, one from another. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Sister Sidonia, please open the lines for the saints to pray together. Local Shabbat.